Let's make this happen in three, two, one. Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree as Dr. Goose on the line. My boy on the other side of the state by himself, Mr. Fermi. Welcome back to your Leans, Looks, and Lines Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. We got some action. Day two of action is live right now. Just got to halftime. Boy, I'll tell you what. The old pimple putting two running uh, um, kick return touchdowns, or I'm sorry, punt return touchdowns, gets me back in. I have over uh, 66 on that game. Uh, it closed about 64 and a half. It started to drop a little bit, but it's right in line for me. Uh, you you want anything tonight with the action? I'm on NIU plus, plus three and a half, so not looking good the way they ended that first half, but we'll see. They got to battle back. They got to figure out how to stop Crum. It's what they got to figure out how to do. Yeah, look at that. 31-21. Oh, my goodness. Get that they thing. They missed a field goal. They missed a long field goal right at halftime, too. But Penn State gets ball. So, well, not, looking not looking good, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, let's get right into it, Fermi. So, uh, tomorrow night, one game, Georgia State, Louisiana, at Louisiana, uh, minus 12.5, over under 53.5. Anything on this? A little bit. So, Louisiana has one over and seven unders this year, which I thought was very interesting. And Georgia State is 16th in the nation in rushing yards per game. Louisiana's run D is one, as they give up 153 yards a game. I think Georgia State sort of hangs, even though they're on the road. Um, plus 12.5 is my early lean. I like it. I like that. Not sure if I'm going to take it. Not sure if I'm going to take it. Yeah, I don't know if I touch that. I, again, I want to watch more Sunbelt. It's just been really hard. It's It's been a little bit tumultuous this year, kind of getting in a groove, and I've been watching really random games. Um, I don't know. Uh, Louisiana has played well. I think if they win this one out, they're, they're pretty much a lock to get to the Sunbelt championship, um, which is yeah. great for me. So I think I'm just going to enjoy that one on a Thursday night for once. Uh, Friday night, two games. Virginia Tech, minus three over under 47 at Boston College. And then you have Utah, minus seven and a half at Stanford, over under 54. Nothing there, but the only winning play by Grom last week for Virginia Tech. Yeah. I know I like Virginia Tech again this week. Uh, They're minus two and a half. Boston College is coming off four straight losses after winning the first four, so they've clearly lost it. Um, Also, both of them have two overs and six unders this year, which is, I mean, pretty interesting. So I'm leaning Virginia Tech minus three. I don't know if it'll make my card or not. Saturday morning early, 11.30 kickoff. Army getting two and a half on a neutral site against Air Force over under 36 and a half right now. Pitt minus 21 over under 50, I'm sorry, 64 and a half against Duke. Louisiana Tech minus four, I'm sorry, getting 14 at UAB over under 50. Wake Forest over under 76 at North Carolina, and North Carolina is minus two and a half. Fermi, I think you have a couple that you like there. I do like that over for Pitt Duke. I know Duke is in this weird rotation with quarterbacks, and their offense is atrocious. It just seems like everyone thought Pitt was the play last week because they were building steam. This seems like, oh, Pitt's going to put up 52. You know what I mean? And I think Duke yeah. is good for at least 14 uh, in this game. Maybe I think Dukes are actually really good for actually about probably 17, to be honest with you. And so I think Pitt can undoubtedly make up the rest. So I actually like the over here at noon. All right. So I like 
I actually prefer Pitt minus 21 and a half instead of the over-under right now. The only reason is because of Duke's terrible offense. The last four games, they've scored 7, 27, 0, and 7. They just, it is, it is bad. Their offense is bad. It's, they can't really find anything. Although both teams are pretty up-tempo. I mean, they both run a lot of plays per game. I think they're both sixth. So I'm just taking Pitt on a bounce back. Um, tough loss last week, but I think they, I think they stack up the points this week. Nothing on that Wake Forest North Carolina game. It's just too much of a trap, man. I I feel so. I I, I feel like the money should be on Wake getting points. I feel the same way about Michigan State. They're dogs. I feel like they you know they're getting points, and both. But it just feels like a trap. I think I'm going to totally avoid both games. Illinois getting 14.5 at Minnesota, over under 43.5. Kansas getting 23.5 at home, over under 56.5 against Kansas State. Ole Miss minus 9.5, over under 67.5 against Liberty at home. Georgia at home minus 38, over under 59 against Mizzou. Nebraska getting 15 at home against Ohio State, over under 64 and a half. And finally, at 12 o'clock, the last 12 o'clock game, SMU minus five, over under 70 and a half. Fermi, what are you thinking? So I like, I like a lot of these games, but my favorite game out of all those is SMU minus four and a half. Mordecai has been unreal, 32 touchdowns, 70% completion. I don't think Memphis can trade punches with SMU. So I like SMU by at least a touchdown. I think they can they can bomb out. Um, I was looking at Liberty plus 10 and a half uh, against Ole Miss. I actually think that under might be the play at 68 and a half. Ole Miss has not been, been racking up the points as of late. And Liberty... They, they get in some shootouts, but they play a lot of weaker defenses. So I think they slow the pace a little bit. I think I think that under hits. And the other game I was sort of contemplating was Minnesota. Illinois has had seven straight unders, and their offense is just, it is bad. Somehow they managed to beat Penn State a couple weeks ago, but Minnesota's going to run the ball 40 or 50 times. They just, they're running back by committee right now, and they will give them a steady dose. They're not relying on Morgan at all anymore. So I think Minnesota covers. The only game that I was even potentially looking at there was that over for SMU Memphis. I kind of liked it, but I just don't know if this is the Memphis of old, like you'd said. I don't think they're putting up points like they have been. They aren't. I mean, I mean that doesn't mean they can't, but I they, they just haven't been from what I'm seeing. And then what about Ohio State? Uh, Nebraska, that total 64. I think with Ohio State sort of just outside of that top four, I think they, they're going to try to start making statements. And Nebraska just, since Frost has been there, like they just haven't clicked, man. It's been years now. Adrian Martinez just hasn't really taken over and done what, what they thought he would do after seeing what he did as a freshman. Um, so I, I think Ohio State rolls. Georgia Tech getting 10.5 over under 63.5 at Miami. App State minus 21 over under 68.5 at Arkansas State. Temple getting 16.5 over under 54.5 at East Carolina. North Texas minus 5 over under 47.5 at Southern Miss. And Texas State at home over under is 59 and Texas State is minus 4. Fermi, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I'm going to ride the Miami train, but I'm not going to do it on the, the side, obviously. I'm going to take the over. I got it at uh, 63 and a half, and I even took the hook. I didn't even buy a point down because I feel like this game flies over. It seems like Miami is clicking. Um, I don't know what they've bought into, but uh, they're, 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 they look good, and, yeah. and they can move the ball, and Georgia Tech can move the ball and put up points as well, too. Miami's defense is certainly suspect at best. So I certainly can see Georgia Tech, this this game looking like Georgia Tech pit. Is this could be another first half over for me, in my opinion? Yeah, I mean they definitely both offenses are good enough and have enough big playability and speed to make it happen. Van Dyke's been really good under you know with Miami's offense um, since he's taken over for Derek King, um, and Sims is now back from that injury and he is. He's automatic for almost 300 yards and, and 60 on the ground if you look at his last couple games. So I like that pick. Um, I would have probably taken Georgia Tech plus 10.5 um, if I was going to do anything in that game, just in case Miami has that letdown after that big win last week. But regardless, I think both teams score. The, the, other, the, the game I like the most out of, the, out of this little pod um, is North Texas minus 5 against Southern Miss. Love it. Right now I... I see it at four and a half, um, and I think I think they're going to they could roll. Southern Miss's offense is not good. North Texas um, should buy should win by at least one touchdown, and they run the second most plays per game. I don't think Southern Miss's D can can stand up to that that offense that long if they truly get that many plays run. Two things, two points. Let me go back to Miami Georgia Tech. But one thing that I like about this game is that I don't know if there's a letdown coming off Pitt because. I don't think Miami has a spot to be let down. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they have to pull out the rest of the season. Like they have to go. There's they they have not locked in a bowl game yet. They that's what they're playing for. They're playing for the best bowl that they can get to at this point. I think they like their coach. Um, and it just feels as though you know the season's weird, right? You come out of a COVID year. You have a weird bowl game at the end of the year, and then you know you come in and bang. You're just slapped with it. You're not ready for it. And now they're in sync. I like it. North Texas, Southern Southern Miss. Oh, my God, for me. I know Southern Miss is bad. They're awful. But North Texas is too. Like, I like it because I think it's the right side. I just don't have the guts to take it. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I think North Texas is going to score on Southern Miss. And I don't know that Southern Miss is going to be able to answer at the same pace. And with North Texas running that many plays per game, I think that just increases the odds for the over, or the you know for them to cover. The end of the three o'clock slate is Arizona giving. I'm sorry, getting eleven and a half at home, over under fifty one against California, and then once we hit three thirty, Wisconsin minus twelve over under thirty eight against Rutgers, Cincinnati minus two and a half. I'm sorry, minus twenty two and a half over under fifty four and a half. At home against Tulsa and game days there, which is absurd. Um, TCU getting six at home, over under 58 against Baylor. Penn State minus 10.5, over under 55.5 at Maryland. Navy, oh my God, plus 21, over under 47 against Notre Dame. And then I'll stop there. There's actually a couple games I like in there. First of all, I think it's BS. 
I don't want to be one of those guys that gets on the train. I really wish UTEP would have won last week. But I think it would have been cool for them to go to UTSA, UTEP. I am on that thing. I think it's good to get the game day to go to different places. To see Cincinnati play Tulsa. I mean, like, is this a joke? Like, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm, I like those guys. I'm just pulling for it. That's all. I just want to see different teams. And I know Cincinnati's a different team, but that's the best game that you could get them for. More on that later. Maryland plus 10.5 for me. I think that's the play, in my opinion. If I had any guts, I would take that. I think Maryland smells blood right now. They do not like Penn State. This is a rivalry that Maryland made, and I just think that Penn State turned their nose down at them. And I haven't watched a lot of Maryland football. I'm kind of just going off field here. I'm not going to lie. But, man, Maryland... Ten and a half is a play, and here's another one. Notre Dame giving up 21. I can see them winning 31, 38 points in this game against the mids. All right, so the only game I was contemplating was Cal, Arizona, and taking under 50.5. Arizona has played four quarterbacks this year, and none of them are good. Um, I will say last last week Plummer came in and played a pretty good second half and actually moved the ball for their best offensive output of the season. Um, but I, I don't think I'm going to get on it. I think Cal rolls, though, in that game. Arizona just has no... They, they can't move the ball. They, they're really struggling. Um, Penn State-Maryland, because it's a rivalry and Penn State's off of three losses, I just... I can't come to pick come to grips to pick any anything there. Um, that's going to be a fun one to watch, though. They, that's a heated rivalry that just sort of morphed over the last like five years. So it'll be a good game. How good does my bet look right now? Yeah, you need this win, man. You need Maryland to, to upset them here. It's it, I have three really good games that I think I have an opportunity to win for. One is Maryland. I think that they could legitimately win this game. Two is Michigan. And three is Michigan State. And the best part is is that I think Penn State is going to be an underdog in that game. So there's probably going to be a little room for hedge there to kind of save some money just in case for me. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, looking at my season, my season-long bets, UTSA is one. Washington is officially out. That that under is going to hit. I have three remaining. I have NC State over six and a half. They're sitting at six and two. I have Minnesota over seven. They're sitting at six and two. And I have Nevada over eight. And they're sitting at six and two. So NC State should lock it up. Minnesota needs two of Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, or Wisconsin, which I, I like. And Nevada's got to win three to, to clear it. And they have a tough schedule left. So I, we'll still, I still have Wyoming, who has just crapped the bet. I, that, that loss to to, um, to New Mexico was unforgivable. BYU is probably going to hit. Um, I'm going to lose that one as well. I need Penn State to fall out from underneath. Texas Tech has to win one of these two games. I think if they're going to win, it's going to be against Iowa State. Iowa State is coming off, going to be playing Texas after a loss to West, West Virginia. Strange things happen, and I think Texas Tech finds a way to win that game. Um, I'll probably take the points in that too. It just it just feels like it's the right spot for them. I don't know why. Um, false hope, 
but whatever. South Alabama getting four at Troy over under 48. Rice getting six and a half at Charlotte over under 52 and a half. West Virginia getting three and a half at home against Oklahoma State over under 50. Purdue getting three at home against Michigan State over under 54. Texas A&M minus five over under 49 and a half against Auburn and Western Kentucky minus 15 and a half over under 68. The only one that I actually like there for me is the over for Western Kentucky Middle Tennessee, but I'm not 100% sold on that. So that's going to be a hold for me right now. But other than that, a lot of trap lines for me with Purdue getting three at home, West Virginia getting three and a half at home. And even Troy giving four at home against South South Alabama, I would have thought that South Alabama would have been the favorite in that game. Yeah, so I'm on none of those games exactly for the reason you said. I feel like they're a little trappy. I don't like, I mean, I actually like home dogs typically, um, even when I don't feel like they're going to be, they have a shot to win, like Purdue. Like Michigan State is just riding high right now, but I, I'm not touching that one. The game I like out of this quad is um, Auburn plus four and a half at A&M over under 49 and a half. I really like the under. I think A&M's D is tough at home. Bo Nix doesn't travel well. He struggles on the road. Um, and A&M's coming off of a bye. Their offense has been clicking on all cylinders, but I'm actually thinking this bye might have been in a bad time, and it may slow their momentum a little bit. They could come out flat this week. Auburn is probably the best defense they're going to face all year, even better than Bama. Um, so I, I really like this under 49.5. I think this is a 24-17 kind of game, 24-21, you know, something like that. Wyoming, another trap game at home, getting three over under 40 against Colorado State. They should they should be at five wins at the minimum, if not six right now. BYU is about to go over the win total playing Idaho State. That one's done. UMass plays Rhode Island. No one cares. Florida State getting two and a half at home against, N, uh, against NC State over under 56. That's trappy for me. Yep, same, same situation we're talking about. UCF minus 13 at home against Tulane over under 59 and a half. New Mexico getting 18 and a half over under 71 at home against Utah State. Arkansas minus six over under 56 at home against Mississippi State. Well, wow, that's high. Coastal Carolina minus 19 and a half over under 61 against Georgia Southern at Georgia Southern. That's a really high total. I know that Coastal can put up points there for me, but that one kind of threw me for a loop there. I would have thought that would have been in the 50s. Um, and then Marshall, minus one and a half, over under 57 against Florida Atlantic. The most interesting game to me there is actually Marshall-Florida Atlantic. Wow. So I'm I'm going to be on, what, what, what was the total on Utah State and Mexico State? 71. It's- I have it at 71 and a half. I'm jumping on that over, man. Really? Really. So, Utah State, New Mexico State are number one and number four in place per game. New Mexico State gives up 38 and a half a game. They rank 106th against the run and 116th against the pass. I think Utah State drops a 50 bang banger on those guys. I really do. I think that's going to be a huge scoring game. I think... I think it's going to sail over 71. I like it. Boy, 
big number, I know, but I, they they're gonna do it. It is big. It is big, and I'm looking at this Marshall game, and I'm thinking, man, Florida Atlantic is sneaky good at home. Real sneaky good at home for me. That's a long trip for Marshall to go down there. I might have to look at that later. Getting into the 7 o'clock late, 7 o'clock slate. Jeez, it's getting a little late for me here. Uh, Iowa minus 11.5 at Northwestern, over under 40.5. Oregon State minus 10.5, over under 54 at Colorado. Tennessee minus 1.5, over under what? 57.5 at Kentucky. Boise State getting 5.5 at Fresno State, over under 58.5. UNLV getting to at New Mexico, over under 45. And Old Dominion minus three, over under 51 at Florida International. Those are a lot of great, ugly games for me. Yeah, so that, that total for Tennessee and Kentucky at 56 and a half, I have in my notes that I'm leaning over. Um, and, but I, I do think Kentucky's going to pound the ground. They're coming off two losses. They know they can't trade punches with Tennessee. Tennessee's offense has been really electric this year. Um, and I think Hooker's back. So I, I just, I don't I don't love the over-under there because I think Kentucky's really going to try to slow that game. Um, so I would actually take Kentucky in that game, I think, is, is my lean. A ton of really nice games here in the 7 o'clock slate going into the 7.30 slate here. LSU getting 28.5 over-under 66 at Alabama. Clemson minus 4.5 over under 47 at Louisville. Houston minus 13 over under 53 at South Florida. Indiana getting 18 and a half at Michigan over under 50 and a half. And then Florida minus 18 over under 52. Oh my God, and a half at South Carolina. Fermi, could you tell I was being facetious there? Yes. Well, the, the game, I mean, Roll Tide is really all I have to say with for Bama coming off a bye and playing against LSU. Um, that's really the only that I really like in that slate. Do you have anything there? Nothing. I don't even watch any of those games. I have yeah. zero interest in anything that I just read to you. <laughs> zero. Other than I'm pulling for you for NC State. Yeah. That's like against Florida State, and that was even earlier. So, no, yeah. I do. I do want to watch this Texas. Uh, this really scares me. Texas getting six and a half over under sixty at Iowa State. That's a big game for Iowa State. They could become bowl eligible. They beat Texas. That and then they have Oklahoma the week after Texas. Uh, the week after Texas Tech. It's, I, I know I'm harping on this guys, but man, I really like that game. Oregon and it's a week away. Um, Oregon minus seven over under fifty one at Washington. What? Before we get into the 10 o'clock games, what? Like, does Oregon have no credibility at all for me? So here's the thing. Washington, the only thing they can do is defend the pass. Um, they, their offense is awful. I actually like the under in that game, 51 and a half. I don't think Oregon's going to put up 40. And even if they do, I, I don't know that Washington's going to score 10. <laughs> so I'm leaning under 51 and a half in that one. San Jose State getting 10 at Nevada over under 55. And here we go. By the way, this is the 10 o'clock slate. UTEP getting 11.5 at home against UTSA over under 
Arizona State minus nine at home, over under 59.5 against USC, and San Diego State flies out to the island of Hawaii, minus seven, over under 45.5. Fernie, I would take UTEP with 11.5 points. So I have the, oh, I'm going to take the over in that game. I think I think both teams score. Um, I think 52 is, is really low for them. UTSA averages 39 themselves. Um, I'm not saying they're going to put up 39 against UTEP, but I still think that game will go over 52. That's one of my favorite plays of the week. Fermi, what do you think about all these coaching changes that are happening right now? I hate that they're doing it midseason, first of all. I think it's sort of, I mean, doing it midseason really screws the player. I mean, sometimes you're trying to put in not different offenses altogether, but you have you have a different strategy or a different play calling immediately sometimes overnight. Like, you can go from pass heavy to, to run heavy just because the play caller wants to change it. So, I don't love that. I mean, it, it's really tough, but I mean, th- this this happens all the time before bowls. I mean, it's, it's really bad after the regular season's over between that, you know, before bowls start. Because there's interim coaches all the time, there's people sitting out for you know, because they don't want to get hurt for the draft. I mean, it's just happening a lot more frequently, I feel like, during the middle of this season than, than it has historically. It's because of the earlier signing period, too, I think. Yeah, that's that has to have an impact on it. I know you probably haven't been following it too deeply, but Gary Patterson was fired as well, too. Um, where do you think he lands? Oh, I mean, he's a, he's a big-name coach. I, I don't know exactly. I don't know who's looking at him. Um I would take him to Texas Tech. I know I'll get yeah, bo- I know I'll get booed for that, but Trailer signing extension, and I think Sonny Dykes is trying to do the same thing that Trailer did: is just get his money right here and say, "Listen, I'll go ten and one or ten and two or whatever it is throughout the course of the year, and, and make a great bowl game and try for a New Year Six and and have a good life here where I'm at right now." Yeah, you can't blame him for that either. I mean, if they're getting paid, they don't need to go big, but. Um, Obviously, the paychecks are a little thicker uh, the higher you go, of course. Uh, any any coaching changes that you see that interest you? This this UTSA one. I mean, with Trailer signing the extension, I was really see. I, I was really interested to see where he was going to land, but um, I'm glad it's going to be back at UTSA. The the whole Franklin thing. I I that I'm interested, of course, because some of our buddies, of course, and Mr. Grombo and Chucky. They, uh, they, they have a little side action on that, of course. But um, I do think Franklin leads. I really do. Um, at the end of this year, I think I think he's going to stick around through the end of the Big Ten season. I think he's out before the bowl game. That's just he, my personal opinion. He loses to Maryland. Would they fire him? No, he's not going to get fired. Okay. I don't think he gets fired. I mean, he would have to do something, do something to cause himself to get fired. They, they will not fire him. He's, he would step down before before that would happen. Final thoughts for me. We're at the 26 minutes and 51 second mark. Well, I don't love that Kent State came out and scored right away, so that is not solid. 38-21, 11 minutes to go. So hopefully the weekend gets a little bit better than Maction did for us this week. Ooh. You still have... You still have... Senior- you still have Central Michigan, Western Michigan. Uh, you, you could still turn that one around. I need three and a half scores. <laughs> Come on. It can happen. It's, it's the Mac. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. 
Fermi, very exciting Saturday coming up with Action Jackson. We're definitely going to bring the Big Cat and Zans back on for, for uh, uh, I think I said Saturday from Action with Action Jackson. But what I meant to say is Saturday with Action Jackson, which should be fun, but then definitely Monday Maction with CZ and the Big Cat. We're bringing them back. Too much fun, Fermi. Just, just absolute blast with that. Um, and then Fred the Pharmacist. Tell me something about Fred the Pharmacist that I don't know. He he's very very knowledgeable in sports. I mean, he knows really all sports. He I lean on him for hockey and soccer as well. He's he's a wealth of information. Uh, my best friend since I was in kindergarten, maybe before that. Love so. it. Absolutely love that. Listen, people, we're going to wrap this thing up. We're excited for Saturday. We have some picks out there right now. If you want to put them in at the lines that we've given them, go back and listen to it. Make sure you continue to like, share, subscribe, send this thing out. Real quick here at the end of the old podcast, got to give a shout out to our boys and girls down there in Australia that are listening to us. Fermi, did I send you that picture? You did. I love it. I love that we're global. Uh, It is, again... That to me was just like I'm like a kid in a candy store at that point when when you tell me that I think it was um, what was the uh, there's there's different I don't know what I don't even know how to describe it what what, what is it down there Pre- provinces is that what it is or do they have provinces I don't even know I don't know yeah that's that's kind of embarrassing I should know that cat went over there we can ask him yeah so in Australia if you are in Australia and you are from Queensland. Thank you very much. And also, I saw that we had someone from Victoria download us and listen to us. Thank you very much. You guys in Canada, I believe there was someone in, uh, I want to say, Nova Scotia that listened to us. Thank you very much for the listen and the, and, and however you're getting it. And then we're seeing people from everywhere, man. California, Texas, Mizzou, Illinois, Virginia, New Jersey, Massachusetts. You guys are listening to us. If you're getting all the way to the end, like I said, shoot me a DM on Twitter at Dr. Underscore Goose. The G is capitalized and the O's are zeros. And just come on the podcast on Saturday morning and let us know what you're picking. Man, if you're in California and you're listening to this podcast and you are up at 4 a.m. and you want to tell us your picks, we have a spot for you. I, I, I appreciate it. Mr. Fermi appreciates it. It, it, it. It's turned into something that we didn't expect. It was like something funny for us and our friends. And then all of a sudden, we have people from all over the world, not just the country, listening to us. That to us, we are eternally grateful for that, man. Um, we don't need anything for it. We don't do this for any money. We just do it because we love it, and we hope you do too. So, as always, appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for listening and sharing and sending this out. At this point, I hope you're fading us so you can win some money because, as always, it's only a problem when you're losing. Talk to you guys on Saturday.